And we are live. Welcome back to On the King's Dime. It's the Tuesday. I don't even know what day it is. Uh, the Tuesday. Twenty eighth of something. It's after Christmas. We're here to break down four games that we've just had in a largely COVID affected NBL that's happening at the moment. There's games being postponed left and right. We'll talk a little bit about that to start with, and then we'll talk about all those games we had a chance to kind of brush off that. Melbourne, um, what would you call it? It was almost like a uh, like a nuclear explosion. And then it was just like, ah, oh, and then we'll play against the Phoenix where they clearly we have them in our pocket then. Yeah. <laughs> then kind of bounce back a little bit. So it was uh, four games where, you know, we kind of thought those games wouldn't go down as the way they did. But we're happy to kind of, I think we're happy in the end to get 2-2, but 2-2 still, you know, would it's like mediocre, to win. Man. This, team, yeah. this team has a lot more in it. It's, there really is some struggles, I think, coaching. It's the same struggles we've seen, certainly uh, in the Ford and Gaze era, and that's mm, mm. half-court offense. It really has, it's been the same. It, you, can, you can chuck a different team in, but it's, it's always been the same. Yep. Is that half-court offense. Yep, we'll talk all about that. And as always, you can find us. We're on live on Facebook right now. Put these uh, up on audio platforms on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. They go out on Anchor platform. And if you want to watch on replay, you can watch these on YouTube as well or on Facebook. Give us a like, share, subscribe, rating, review. Helps us get us out there to more Sydney Kings fans uh, to talk. Sydney Kings and any anything else really to plug tippings like it's just like the round that turned into two games it's just like, it's like yes. okay cool and you got and you got none of them right yeah it was like <laughs> bam, bam, oh, man couldn't even couldn't even get one right this sucks yeah. um so we're gonna talk about that the obviously affected rounds are coming up thick and fast we're, we're gonna talk COVID in a second uh and then fantasy i think i i've it's it's too hard to do fantasy when they postpone games something happened because after that first game or after the last game the last round i'm like making changes making changes is three three like no changes i can't make changes the first game tipped off and i was like it didn't let me make changes what the hell did something happen like did it break or something or did they merge rounds i was like damn it's it's a lockout it's it's too hard when they postpone games because you can't really set an effective strategy to, mm. to to trade in and out to get guys with it doesn't really work very well and, and it's like you have four players that aren't playing it's like, yeah. and now with Perth, it was like and an extra two players are playing it's like oh oh man <laughs> um but yeah we're going to talk about that sort of towards the end uh let's let's talk about those games that are being postponed thick and fast i think adelaide's got an outbreak uh the hawks have one. I think Brisbane had a bit of a scare about a week ago, and that kind of impacted a couple of those teams in there. But yeah, man, like, what's what's your thoughts on what's happening at the moment? This is going to happen for the next three months, and <clears throat> it's just it's just I suppose it's where you are in in Australia. It's going to affect you most. Look, this is going to happen, man. This this you know not getting political or anything like that is that. The vaccines aren't really stopping transmission, so we're going to really have guys out um, for for a long time. And you know they're probably going to be out for seven to ten days. I think it's seven or ten days, depending where you live. Uh, you know, home quarantine. But uh, yeah, we're we're going to see disruptions all the way through the season. I think we're going to see a flood of games in the back end of the season once it's kind of ripped through every every team. 
you know, these guys are out and they're going to be flying and be, you know, out and about the most. Didn't didn't a few of the Melbourne guys get it last year? Didn't Golding get it last year? Yeah, I think the end of the season, I think the end of last season, there was an outbreak for Melbourne going into this season. But I'm pretty sure Sydney had a scare as well at the start of um, in the the preseason, I'm pretty sure, or hmm. like in the off season, it's hard to say preseason because preseason lasts like five months. For the yeah, NBA, yeah. So it's a huge, <laughs> huge range. But there's a, there's a few things, right? It's it's not about like political. It's more about how a, a uh, corporation functions and kind of has a duty of care to people watching the games because it'd be so easy right now. Like how many like two years nearly we've had. We've run this for a while. It'd be so easy to just go, no fans, just just play the games and have a duty of care to the players as well. I'm still thinking, like, how are these players getting COVID? Like, how are you? Like, I guess it's super, it's super contagious and there's a lot of people in the periphery of organization in terms of, like, staff, um, coaches, et cetera, et cetera. Or you get but on I'm a plane. Like, man, yeah, getting on a plane too, that's, that's a tough thing. You get on a Australia. plane, you have dinner out when you're out and at a restaurant. Even that yeah. part, like, I'm like, I would be not going out. And I'm like, I don't want this thing. Like, even now for me, just being me, I'm like, I don't want this, man. I don't want it. Like, I'll, like I don't want this. Like, so I'm still looking at this kind of like this duty of care from the MBL to either stop, try and put this into a bubble, try and just minimize and mitigate that risk. Yeah. I, I'm just, I, th- I think as a person who goes, I don't want people getting it. I want to mitigate that risk. Um, it's also like, I also want to watch the NBL too. So yeah, the thing is right. You've look, I think there's now the assumption that it just has to rip it. There's no, I mean, everywhere in the world, they've tried to stop it. Even China's trying to stop it. Now they've just locked down 14 million people. Um, they're not one, one Australia or three quarters of an Australia. Sweet. That's a one town in the North of China. Mm. Um, They've just locked down the equivalent of half the Australia in one town in the north of China. It's it's too it's as infectious as measles. Like it just in a naive population, and it, it seems like even if you've had COVID before, it's there there it, it, you still get it. It's a mild. Mm. It's like a cold. Fifty mm. percent of colds in in the UK now Omicron. Like mm. it's not it's not the death sentence we think it is. It's probably it's probably moving to that endemic. Oh, it's a cold. Like that's it. If you've been vaccinated or if you had it before oh it's just like a cold get over it get on with your life it's going to you know take a month or two and everyone will have it and then it'll just keep faffing around every season the problem is in australia we've 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 stopped it from spreading for two years Mm. that's the thing right is that we've have a completely immune population and even though we're vaccinated we still have a completely immune population Mm. um and so this is just going to go nuts yeah, and it, it you know we'll see you know I reckon by the end of January we'll see 30, 40, 50 thousand cases a day here, and uh, you know low death rate, but you know it'll lead to hospitalizations. Yeah. It's, it's like that, and that's where for me it's like where it crosses over from political to now like a corporate sense of you know as a as a business the MBL doesn't want to be seen as like yeah we put all these people at risk and like it's all about risk mitigation now for the mm. MBL. And we've seen from sports to all sorts of different things in this country that there's a rabbit hole of like duty of care becomes this whole like Pandora's box that you open. People get upset. Like this person's going to get like, you're never going to be able to please anybody. So it's like, you've got to find a way to run the league, right? Well, it's a business, right? So, you know, I think 
at worst comes to worst, every team would just come to New South Wales and play here because it's open. There'll be fans. Mm. There'll be fans allowed to stay. There's been a COVID alert for every Kings home game yeah. this year. Like you just you're just not going to not have someone have COVID in a crowd of ten thousand people. It's if if you're having a test positivity rate of seven percent, like it just it makes statistical sense. Someone will be there will be affected by COVID, and that's mm. fine. It's just you know, lives what it is. We've all got to get it and get on with our lives and 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 live somewhat normally. Yeah, I, I currently know. But I mean, yeah, there's a difference between us saying it, like, and going, yeah, yeah, no, get on with it, and then a business being like, we bring all these people together. And you're just going to get a whole raft of all different types of opinions. Some people are going to be upset about that. Some people are going to be like, yeah, no worries. Some people are going to be like, I'll probably stay away and make their own decisions. As a, as a business, right, there's, there's three pathways that they can go down. And so they just go, yeah, whatever. Or they go, okay, let's try and stop. Or would they try and bubble this thing and go, let's just get I, everyone I reckon, into a I bubble. I reckon what they've got to play. do is chuck it delayed free to air. I think they've got to chuck it delayed free to air. That's because you, 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 you're encouraging fans to either buy Foxtel or K or whatever the D is mm. or go please, to the games, right? Just, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you, or go to the games, right? And then you don't want to put those people at risk and you want to give them a product. So you've got to chuck it delayed free to air. Even if it's mm. like a few days late, chuck it delayed free to air. That's it. You know, Foxtel still gets their people that, you know, want to watch it live and that's fine. And, and, you know, at least the people that, you know, don't want to go to the games for, for safety reasons get to, to view the product you know that's in it i think larry kessel was trying to sell the league as well at least still sell a stake in the league yeah uh, there was something i saw something about that it was like the nba or something was was in on it or something it makes sense it's probably some sort of you know ownership group or or, or investment firm but you know it's a growing product it's people from the nba now like okay we can go to the nba to get back into the nba because it's you know, obviously lower profile players. We haven't had, we haven't scored a high profile reject just yet. Um, I.e. like a DeMarcus Cousins or Isaiah Thomas. That would be good if we got IT. Jeez. Um, but it's coming there. And I think once we get more teams online over the next five to 10 years mm. and, the, and the game grows back to, you know, glory, we are getting some of the largest crowds for rounds we've seen. Um, and, and, you know, I watched the Tasmanian game the other night. It looks like they got a little decent little home crowd, which was good to watch. Mm. Um, the, the quality of, the product too has gotten better. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like the standard of basketball has gotten better and that's had a huge impact on the availability of imports, all sorts of other things that are happening like with sponsorships and brand deals growing the league. If the NBA stepped in and said, right, financial pressure is off, you kind of have not necessarily an open checkbook but enough of a clean slate to run a league in a sense where you build the actual product on the court I think, man, from here, post-COVID is where I think the NBL probably needs to start to move to. Because I think the levels come up enough where you can go, right, this is a pretty good league. If you start bringing it down with these other factors, I think that's where, you know, it might start to stumble again and you kind of just get clawed back down. I think financially there's a few screwy things going on. Like, you know, how Perth just had that buyout and it was like one of the ex-Melbourne people bought them out. And is have they or haven't they like you know sold their stake, etc. There's some things where you're just like, oh come on, like yeah. we, we can't. We you got to have at least some independence and transparency around the entire league. You can't have like these these little things polluting what's happening. And if the NBA just came in, I think it'd be great, just clean slate, just go right. Yeah. Financially, all the pressures off all these teams. Let's start getting some better players. They there's be um, a nice kind of buffer to Europe and you know, where they send players to because Europe's obviously a better attraction. I think 
in general, the style of basketball, the pedigree, but I think Australia is, yeah, coming up. So it would be very interesting over the next few years, like what happens if they if something like that does happen. But, yeah, duty of care, man, I think uh, – I still think they've got to go to a bubble. Like just while things are breaking out, if they want games to – if they want these rounds to happen. I think that the thing is, though, is that we're so early in the season, there's a lot of time and, you know, there's also – it's it's it, maybe they'll play some games behind closed doors, but yeah, why not? I don't see why not. It, I, don't, well, that, I don't think that affects the test positivity rate. It just affects the fans not being able to go and view the game. Mm. I, I'd, I'd, maybe they don't have courtside seats. Maybe people sit up the stands. But it's it. I can tell you now, the players aren't catching COVID from people in the stands. True. They're catching COVID from family members, from people working in, with the teams, from going mm. out. Like it's you, you just you just kind of you know diminishing the the fan return without really any science behind it so um it, it is what it is maybe when we get to around 10 or 15 maybe they add another week to catch up games who knows mm-hmm. i think it's flexible enough uh, to do that and you know during this time where it's it's going gangbusters um you know just the games we can get in the games is, is the games we can get in yeah so we've we've had a two game round the last round unfortunately we've had to play melbourne twice in the last couple of weeks that's kind of a bad time for them to just spring back up and hit us, bam, bam. Um, and then this week, it's going to be a two-game round as well. So, yeah, there's a, there's a, I think there's a line in the sand here where some decisions kind of need to be made to be be uh, all eyes on what the, the league does, whether they, you know, go bubble, whether they go no fans, whether they try and protect the players and say, look, let's clamp down and try and keep uh, keep it out of this. Or they all just go, spot. everyone everyone, go and lick each other. <laughs> or just whatever. Like We'll take a week off, guys. Go get Like COVID. when it was in the height of it last year, and we went and it was just like, and nobody's wearing masks. We're just like, ooh, okay, sure thing. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's I think, two, like a couple of rounds of two rounds, if they don't change something and it goes into the next rounds, two rounds, I think ooh, there's some, some sort of decision is going to have to be made. Uh, but to to move on to the Kings, I think um, that first game, oof, that was just 20, what was it, 24, five points in the first quarter? It was it a 34 was, to five first quarter. It was just, it was stupid basketball. It was dumb, dumb basketball. It was just hoiking bricks. It was Brick City. And it was, it was, it's it kind of a bit of a theme, I think. Which with which with Buford is that it is that five out and he has changed a little bit. He's got more kind of um, set the the down screen pick, trying to get guys in the pick and roll. These games there was just five out, no offense, and it was just oh yeah, we'll just hook it up, we'll hook it up, and and shots weren't falling, and Melbourne got hot, and the game was over first quarter. And I watched the rest of it, and I I saw them fight, but I also just saw a lot of dumb basketball. I saw a lot of like, okay, now we're not going to go to this and try and you know pick this up. We're just going to keep hooking up shots, mm. and and just do the same thing over and over again. It's such a fine line between this isn't working. Do we just keep doing it and like just trying anyway? Like you know what I mean? You're out there, you've got the ball, you're down thirty. Just just take some shots, like whatever. Just take some shots. Um, do you just go, all right, like you're up 30, like we'll just go home. That's fine. You like you win by 60, whatever, we'll go home. Like what is the answer to that? And I think you're right. Like there was the tiniest little bit of fight in there, but I didn't see enough where instead of going to, you know, we're, we're going to 
knock some heads together. There was a little bit of a scuffle, I think, in that game, wasn't there? Um, yeah. At the end, Glover. Um, yeah, Glover. Was that, was that that game or was that Hawks? I think that was the Hawks that I'm thinking of. But that, oh, awesome. I don't know. There, there might have been a little bit of a uh, – I've just we, kind of we blanked were, We were five memory. of 36 shots. Yeah, at Fif- one point. 15 of 71 from the field. I mean, it's so easy to laugh at it now, but at the time, I was just like, I can't believe this is happening, man. But also, like, you make a good point where the way Chase Buford's trying to make this team play super fast, take a lot of shots, run and gun. It was also just a, like, have, like, run headfirst into a right hook and now change. Like, here's a really great example of why this style doesn't work against one of the best teams in the league, the reigning reigning premiers, champions, or whatever. Like, have, like, a gut, massive gut punch and change the way you look at it, right? It was, yeah. it was also an important moment to just go, this doesn't work, man. Like, five out, running really fast. Okay, like, we fixed the rebounding. Um, we, we've got a little bit more sort of pace to our game, which is great, pushing the ball. But we don't have the shot makers and the shot creators and guys that can score the ball. We don't have, like, oh, there's seven guys on our roster who are just, like, gunners that can score. We've got kind of this group of, like, don't want it in that guy's hand. Don't want it in that guy's hand. Can we get it to this guy who can score? No, he's not in the right spot. Um, and then a lot of like, oh, well, who can score? Who? Uh, I don't know. You. Nah, nah, you. Nah, you. Nah, you. And then it's like, <laughs> brick. It's like, oh, this is, this has the potential to go bad. Like, I think you said very early in the piece, there's going to be a lot of pick and roll, um, a lot of high action. And there hasn't really been that much, I don't think. There was a lot in the preseason, and mm. it, 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 in the last, there's been a lot of high pick and roll turnovers. I tell you that, <laughs> just terrible passes that can be easily picked off. It's like, oh, they go to the pick and roll. Here's the hand in the lane. Thank you. Run the ball. Mm. It's it's not intelligent basketball. It's it's weird to watch because Weaver was a deep thinker, and you could you could see where these plays were going. And I just think Buford is like, you actually haven't watched a lot of feedback. <laughs> Before you came into this job, you watched about three minutes of FIBA, and it was probably the USA team scoring 200 on, you know, Nigeria <laughs> in the early noughties. It's just, yeah, it's, you haven't watched the nuances of this game. It is not, it's not the same as NBA rules. It's not the same. You, you don't have the space, you know, mid-range. If you can get a guy in the mid-range, he's worth so much more in weight than, than in the NBA because scoring is a lot more difficult in any spaces. You know, he's worth two times his weight in gold in, in, in FIBA. And, you know, you can't take 36 fucking three shots a game, man. It's just, mm. you know, if it, yeah, if you're having a really good night and it's rhythmic, but if you, if stop, stop after the first 10 and go to you, go to your guys that are in the low post, get to your pick and rolls, clear out the left side, let Xavier cook, do some cutting. Like there's been very little cutting. And I think that you know, that game was just a write-off. It's just one of those games you're like, well, yeah, this is a learning lesson. Move on to the next one. We've got tons of games this season. I still think they're trying to work this shit out. And, and we did that against the Phoenix, which we, we always had the wood over for some... We've got them in our pocket for some reason. I don't know why. And I felt so confident going into that game. I was like, yeah, ah, we're going to beat this Phoenix team. Um, just just quickly on the that Melbourne United team, because it'll come up a bit later. Man, that Caleb Agata pickup. That's oh, a good pickup, man. Like he is everything that Scotty Hobson was trying to be last year. And I mean, he's a little bit smaller, a little bit like more of a point guard, less of a just a scorer. But he is like, if we were able to pick him up, 
or a player of that kind of caliber, it would have changed our entire team. Obviously, it's it's tough to say Jalen Adams is out. He was out for this game, I'm pretty sure. He's out for all. He's out. He's out for. The, I've seen a lot of posts on thing about oh, you know, these imports came for the thing. I was just like, well, no, Jarrell Martin didn't. He's mm. he's a solid pickup, and he's a solid pickup any team. Jalen Adams just a great FIBA player, like the perfect yeah. FIBA player. Yeah, that's except defensively. <laughs> yeah, that well, it's kind if of FIBA you, is defensively where it's just like you can't play defense. No, but I could score a bit. It's like yeah, but yeah, it's okay, also, you're all right in FIBA. You need a proper five to kind of slot in there and take it. And we don't have a proper five, and we won't have a proper five for a long time now. Yeah. Um, with uh, Mateur being out and Hunter being out for the season, so um, back to back to our uh, our imports. Uh, Jalen Adams is the real deal. He's He's, when he gets back in, he will be a top five point guard in this league. Um, but, you know, we just haven't seen yet. RJ Hunter, he could just be here for the good good times, mate. I, I, his knees are tic-tacs. And that's one of the reasons why he did not make it in the NBA. He was just injury prone, reading back through some of the, some of the stuff. He's highly, highly likely to get injured. Skillful win on the court. Defensively lacking. Not really sizable. Um, Doing but- too much, man, too, right? It's like you, just, you're a catch and shoot player. Yeah. Stand there and catch and shoot and don't blow your knees out, trying to play yeah. make, trying to get the ball, shoving dudes out of the way and go, no, no, I got this. I'm going to try and score a bucket. Yeah. It's also another, another little wrinkle where you're just like, let's not let him play make. Like he, I've yeah. even seen some interviews where he's just like, no, no, I can pass the ball. I can, it's just like, just catch and shoot, man. Like get over there. Like you're injured twice now. Catch, just catch and shoot. Well, he's just not relax. He hasn't been injured twice. He's he's got tendonitis in his knees, which is pretty much season over. Well, two, yeah, two lots of like, oh, you've had to sit out games because of injury, right? Yeah, sit out the whole. He sat out preseason because of his tick neck knees. He sat out games. Yeah, it's not getting better. It's the only thing you can do is rest. Um, and I think and he can still be a devastating player. It's just like you've got to kind of like Jarrell Martin in the same way. You've just got to go just this inside those cones to stay there. Who will be a devastating player is DJ when he's back to 38 yeah. minutes a game. He looked um, – Did he He didn't play in the Hawks game, did he? No, nah, I don't no, think no, he, he suited it up, but he didn't play. But in this game, yes, we saw him. They just threw him out there and just like, just just have 10 minutes. Um, I think he put up four, three threes and one, had one drive. I think he might have got blocked actually, yeah, in that drive. Um, but now that he's back, he, he still looks a little – little like you were you were injured for a long time and yeah. we've got to kind of be patient on that and I'm, I'm happy to sit and kind of be patient on that um but it kind of really showed this game really showed that it's like if we don't have scoring there really isn't a way to get us going right, right. against the better teams i mean it'll happen against the a phoenix or a jack jumpers but against these good teams it's like if we don't have a way to get ourselves going and scoring then there really is over. a lot of stagnant stagnant offense and just shots that where you're like i don't want that guy taking that shot and it's like after five of them you're like oh my god can we stop this just stop um moving on to like we bounce back immediately with that phoenix team at home i don't know what is going on with that phoenix team it's like a good team and then it's zero every time zero depth zero depth that's the issue with the phoenix team you look at that bench and it's putrid and what the hell has happened to Brokoff, man? Yeah, that's two years out of basketball and playing in, in not a, he was injured last year. He's not he hasn't played enough. Mm. When you're playing in Europe and you're playing sixty games a year and you're playing in the NBA and you're training and you're playing fifty odd games, you know, eighty two games a year, 
and you're training with the best, that team has a future bench. There's just there's no there's no depth in that team, and so if one of them having is having an off night, it's game over, and that that's that's all they're going to live and die by Mitch Creek and and Zhao Chi this year. And really. I think that kind of affects Brokov, eh? Like yeah. you got a, a ball dominant kind of forward slasher slash, you know, kind of around the basket playmaker, and then you got a, a tall center who can finish plays, and he finished a fair few plays. He played quite well. She he's very uh, good. Um, it Ultimate kind of, favorite player. Ultimate yeah, favorite player. <laughs> it kind of leaves a lot, leaves a lot of collapsing, and then you can't kind of you can't swing the ball right. Right? There's a lot of like just you have to collapse for the sake of collapsing, and that collapsing doesn't create. Oh, look, you're, you're getting guys wide open. You're kind of just collapsing yeah. into like a black hole, and somebody has to try and finish around the rim. And I think that's where that team kind of struggles. You got they got a you know Cam Glidden. He's kind of, you know, mid-tier NBL. No, he's deep bench and hasn't been decent for years. Tarangi uh, Spino came off the bench. Smith Milner, Sapo. Kyle it's Adam, a- obviously, you know, the best backup boy, point guard in the league. That team is just, it has no depth. That's the problem True. is that it's just, it, that's the issue, right? If they're on and their five plays short rotations, it's hard to beat. But if one is not turned up for the evening... It's it's a bad predicament, and you know Mitch Creek puts that team on his shoulders, and that's what it is. And we we kind of always play that team, and Mitch Creek plays well, and you still kind of like just we just like hold him back, and we're just like, no, no, you play, you got 20, 20 plus points, but you didn't win the game. Mm. And then we seem to like he seems to have these games where like you're like, oh, Mitch Creek played well, and it's like, but you lost by ten, so. It's a strange, strange situation. Um, looking through their stats, Glidden, no points off the bench. Tarangi, 16 minutes, no points, 0 of 6. Um, and then, yeah, Brokov had 22. Chi had 17. Um, it was a good good bounce back, though. A tough, tough spot to play the Kings, where it's just, just got your, your asses handed to you. Mm. And you know they're going to bounce back. Tough spot. Um, looking at our box score. Glover, 15 points. I think Glover is going to be, you know, in the mid-tier teams, you're going to play well and have 15 points, play make, shoot the ball well, get space. Yeah. But against the top-tier teams, I think you're going to see him struggle, like we've already seen it a couple of times against Melbourne, where doesn't have that level to go to as a scorer. But also, it's a bit Hunter, like RJ Hunter-esque, where what's Glover's niche you don't mm. go, yeah, play make, you know, and then set up, run run baseline, and then, you know, we set you up on a curl. Like, you don't see that. Like, he play makes, he gets these shots, walks into threes, struggles, you know, struggles to create and get the ball back. A couple of corner times where you're like, oh, nice corner three, like, nice work, Glover. And then you're like, how often does he get to the corner to shoot that three anyway? Because re- really, he's got to play make. He's got to do all these other things. And then Sean Bruce has just kind of fallen off a cliff this year where mm. – you kind of like, oh, it's a backup. It's a bit ropey now. It's getting, like last year it was getting a bit like, oh, don't, don't know about this. This year it's just really a bit ropey. It's a guy that maybe doesn't work on his game. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, he's such a strange, like, he plays like he's way better than he is, right? So the fundamental parts of his game, like they shine and they're good. But, like, his attitude to me is, like, he plays like he's one of the best players in the league and you're kind of a bit like, 
just do the things you're good at. Like keep doing mm. those things you're good at. Like stop stop taking these crazy shots. Stop like um chesting up to dudes in the lane. You're just like yeah. just enough of that, man. Like we don't need to do that <laughs> laughing at people like you know, is, you don't need it, the spotlight on you. Is it me at this like you watch the NBA and you watch the NBL and you see guys that are like 31, 32 of the NBA and they're doing this, right? They're still on that upward trend. You see guys that hit like 31 in the NBL and then they just start going like this. It's like, okay, retirement is nigh. I better go to university and do something. Like, yeah. it, do, it doesn't seem to be the same. Maybe it's financials. Maybe they've got to work other jobs. I don't know, right? They, they game isn't, their head isn't in the game 24 7 because they're not getting paid $20 million a year or five million. But the trajectory, like you see Patty Mills now in the mm. NBA and he's just <sighs> Kevin Durant. These guys are still at 33 on an upward trajectory. They're not stopping. Mm. But Cam Glidden, like 29. Poof. Yeah, Jason Kadee. Yeah, like all these guys that have hit their thirties and they just fall off a cliff. And it's just like, are you not training in the off season? Like, is it the competition? Is it like, what is it about the age of around thirty in this league that just everyone just turns to the, the backup player? They're just like, okay, now I hit the bench. Mm. I hit the bench in my twilight years, and it's just. I, I don't get it. I don't know if that's an observation you've seen. No, I, 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 that's a good take for me because, look, how good are Bruce and Glidden really? I mean, you're comparing that to like a Durant, Patty Mills, some of the better players in the NBA. I, I feel like some of these players just aren't ever really that good. And yeah, we kind of look Glidden. at them and go, yeah, like great player, Cam Glidden, yeah. Like, but f- for me, he feels like one of those guys that's just like, you kind of go, yeah, no, nah, he's mad after like watching some highlights for six seasons and then suddenly he disappears out of the league and you just don't remember who that guy, like Chase Buttinger or someone like that. Like someone where you just like, oh, I remember that name. And then you just kind of look at their highlights and some of their highlights are mad. And then, you know, it's it's really a tier below the best players in the league. But also in our league, there's just two teams where just they hoover up all the best players and you kind of like, and they, they also both have the best infrastructure too, whereas in the NBA, like, the infrastructure spread around mm. and it's really, like, just smeared everywhere, whereas in the NBL, there's two teams that have the best infrastructure and that's clearly New, uh, Melbourne and... I was going to say Newcastle. Melbourne and uh, Perth. Mm. And they've set it up so there's, like, a continuation of production line, where Sydney, like, we've seen it over the last five years, it's gone, like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, like the players, and then whoa, whoa, actually, system, system. Oh, we're, uh, uh, players again, players. So it's kind of been pretty inconsistent for yeah. us, anyway. I think that's where I wanted that longevity with Weaver, man. I would, it would have been great to have like five, six years of that, just betting in a system. And like, this is how you play, like a lot of like in out, high low, um, swing if you need to, um, clean up guys around the rim and the pedigree to bring NBA guys down would have been great. But, I mean, Chase Chase Buford can kind of do that. He's got to change up his system a little bit. Uh, this game, Wani had a bit of a breakout. Swakalabulu. I, I really like Wani Swakalabulu. That he dunk. Is. That dunk yeah. was so good. Was that a, was that against the – I think that was against the Jack Jumpers. Jack Jumpers, yeah. Yeah, but that was a nasty poster. That, so underrated. Like, that he didn't is. get the uh, – He's a product of Perth. There you go. Mm. It's just like that dude is like the deep bench at Perth and he's starting. <laughs> yeah. But shoot, look, he is a perfect role player. Pesky on defense, hits the three, doesn't take a lot of stupid shots, can finish in quick transition really well mm. and isn't driving into the lane trying to do some stupid shit. Like he just, it's just perfect piece. 
now we need some other guys to 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 add to to that in that mentality of just like knows his position can take that step in three uh you know you really athletic in transition pest really good on defense reminds me a lot of sunday Tetch. yeah i mean i'm saying that but you know just that kind of style of player of of quick yep. and annoying long and fast as long, well fast as smart right yeah yeah I mean, so, Desch is probably a better defender, but also like you, you, we're getting to a stage where it's kind of like, Shawnee, you can just step aside and we'll like we'll now rebuild with Wani as the set, the backup. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like Adnam, at, like we're Adnaming yeah. Bruce. It's mm-hmm. like Adnam, you can you can go somewhere else, and we'll have Bruce and some other guys kind of like bring up the rear. Yeah. Like I, I feel like that's going to happen to Sean Bruce in the next couple of years if Wani stays. Um, then we've got some pretty good sort of guards like Bales. Bales was pretty solid in this game. He's injured now, isn't he, though? He's ankle. What was the diagnosis of that? I just saw it happen. I didn't have the sound on it. I, like... I, I haven't heard a diagnosis as yet. Yeah, you get It's rough, rough news. From God, the, man. The like, what other players do we have? It's going to be Sean Bruce and who else can play? Uh, Angus Glover, I suppose. Good Gloves. point. Um, that's it, really. DJ is going to have to ramp up his uh, minutes. Minutes, yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to play <laughs> Xavier Cook sort of maybe at a shooting guard slash forward, <laughs> small forward. It's rough. And then McCurmaker, I guess, can kind of step in. We'll, we'll talk he's, a little bit about him. He's been not bad. He's been not bad. It, again, he it, still it, looks way too long, but. Yeah, that's just, that's his body. Maybe he puts yeah, it yeah. away. I mean, it's not his fault. It's but just like way too long to just like, okay, you're playing like a guard and a playmaker. It's just kind of a bit too long for me. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not his fault, but. Um, but this, yeah, solid win. Cooks, 19 points, very solid again. It was a game where we kind of start, started fast, really, really blew out the doors. And I think Phoenix kind of would have expected that. Um, and then we were able to defensively keep him to, you know, 17 and 15 in the second and third quarters while not being able to score the ball that well. I think mm. if this team didn't have a rocket lit under it last game, we might have seen us kind of, you know, 29-14-14-14 and lose that game like we've sort of seen over the mm. last few weeks. But we were able to score the ball and it was largely due to Cooks kind of sparking that offense late in the game, getting us over the line. He had 19 points and then Jerome Martin, 12 points. The rest of the bench, you know, chipped in with a little here and there. Good win though. Um, I was thinking, should we do the, now nah, 3 2 ones, we'll just do them all again. Actually, well, let's do them as we go because I'm going to get confused as anything. Okay, so we'll, let's, let's start with Melbourne United. My machine I... is chugging for some reason. Uh, no, we don't uh, want uh, tips. We want MVP. I would say Cooks, uh, Cooks, Bales. Cooks for three, Bales for two. Oh. They're all so bad. They were. I thought McCurr gave us a spark, so I went Cooks for three, McCurr maker for two, and then Bales for one. I'll go McCurr for one. Yeah. For I think one. he deserved at least some yeah. some mention because he came, he had the attitude too, like to go back to the game. He had the attitude yeah. where you just like came out, knows we're down, let's just get something going. Let's just, you know, put the ball in the hoop. And I like I liked that coming off the bench. Um, then yeah. this Phoenix game, I had Cooks, Glover, and Jarrell. Yeah, I'm going to Cooks, Jarrell, Swakala Bullock. One A, Cooks, Martin, WSLB. He's my he's my new Vidanovic. I'll yeah, be swapping. the new Tommy, the guard guard Tommy. Guard Tommy. Yeah, I like it. 
Um, and then going to the Jack Jumpers game, the first we've seen of the Jack Jumpers. And that that start was like, I wanted to get on Twitter and be like, this Jack Jumpers team, like, just wow, this is an awful team. Then they kind of just came back, and I was just like, oh, we struggled to score the ball. Um, I think they had like a 12-point lead or something. What was their biggest biggest scoring run was 10. Biggest lead was 13. Mm. And it was like, oh, all right. Well, lucky I didn't get on Twitter and be like, man, this Jack Jumpers team ain't like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then it's, and then we just sunned them in the second half. It was just like, actually, no, this team sucks. Like, what are we doing? Let's beat yeah, this team. Let's just come out in the second half and destroy them. Thank you. The imports they chose. And what has happened uh, to Magne, man? What the hell yeah. happened? He's not the same dude that went overseas. Nah, he's something's going on. He's so much bigger now too. And even McVeigh's so much bigger. McVeigh looks like he's put on about 10 kilos as well. Yeah. Look, Steindl's probably the heart and soul of that team. Oh, he's the dude. most dangerous. Shooting 29% <laughs> this year comes out three of six. And you're just like, get out of here, man. But um, yeah, this team is, it's, it's a first year small market team. What, what, what more do you want, mate? It's, it's a pathway team for some, some local dudes and some, mm. you know, be yeah. I, I don't imagine they're going to be, you know, bringing too many uh, a a list. Uh, I think McGetty and Adams probably should be doing a little bit better than they have been. For yeah, Josh Adams, Adams has been, yeah, yeah. Adams has not performed anywhere near what he he was brought into. But again, and, that's why he's in Tasmania. Yeah, it's it's been a strange one, eh? Because that that team, like you look at it, and at the peak of where you think they should be, Josh Adams, McGetty's not bad. McVeigh's, you know, low tier. Magne, you think, man, like a Magne, you should, probably should be doing better than that. Sam McDaniel, yeah, and then yeah, that bench, Kristovich, Besto, Steindl, Weeks, Weeks, he just poor old Weeks, he just you know rough, very rough. Um, Macintosh actually played quite well, pretty solid, came out and dominated us physically. But yeah, in that second half, we just sunned them. We were just like, <laughs> just, why are we, what are we doing, boys? Let's just put up 30 in this fourth quarter. We held them to eight points. I think we held them, held them down for a while. I'm sure they had no two points or four points for a while there. It was like 10, 15, to four. And, um, Jarrell again, like back to just Jarrell Martin, give him the ball, man. Just give him the ball. <laughs> Let him do his work. 24 points, 10 of 21. I'm okay with him taking 21 shots. Um, yeah, it's, that's the guy that takes 21 shots on our team. And 11 rebounds, just a, a great performance again. Um, looking through Bales, 12 points. I didn't actually, I don't remember him having like a game where you're like, oh, 12 points, what a solid game. Um, but it's, mm. it's a good a good twelve points for him, definitely. Uh, Cooks with twelve, and then Sean Bruce bouncing back with eleven. Still four of eleven, man. Too many, too many shots. One of five shots. from three. Solid, solid win. DJ with eight points. Let's let's talk about DJ because he he should be back in the next six weeks. You reckon it'll yeah, take play, him? Yeah, playing more again. He'd be on minutes restrictions. And, Until yeah. he's like at a level where you can kind of go, all right, we can assess where this guy's at physically coming back yeah. from that injury. Yeah. And already I'm like, just a few catch and shoots, man. Just come out, dial up some, you know, curls and dial up some, uh, 
you know, step across that high screen and shoot it. And I'm like, he's knocking him down, man. That's a, that's a, it's a good it sign. It's a good sign. Uh, McCur, Mature Maker. No, far out. Just so many misdiagnoses. That would uh, be a McCur? I believe it is. It's not yeah. popping up for some reason on this. Thing. Oh, here we go. I had to scroll all the way down. McCur. It was McCur. Yeah. So McCur make 11 minutes. He's so long, man. He's just so long. And it doesn't look right. Like, not, not in that sense. Like, it's just like he looks long. And you're like, you're not really a guard. And, like, no. there's some, like, I'm too long to do these guard things issues. But at the same time, I'm like, whatever, man. Give that guy minutes. Sweet. Let's, let's get him out there. Um, no RJ for this game. Tommy V playing 17 minutes. He would have been pretty happy with that. Uh, an 83-71 win. Pretty solid stuff. And then, yeah, this Melbourne game. But do you think Do you think there should be as much beat up on the refs on this game? I, I, I particularly don't. I think we lost it based on pure lack of functional offense. The refs are always bad. They're always bad. And how many times, man, have we said on this podcast, it's just like, oh, way you cooking? Sweet. Like watching in our own building, just being like, how is everyone else getting these touch fouls for nothing? And we can't get anything in our own building. And then we watch other games where you're just like, wow, that was some crazy home cooking for that team. Like, And we're in our yeah. building going, when, when have we ever had that? Where it's just like, wow, they had like heaps of, heaps of free throws. This is crazy. But that Melbourne team, though, like it's – Pretty like teetering, teetering on the Jack, edge of Jack like White back is a big, big yeah. Costume. And then it had these like just boost performances from White. He didn't. He only had five points, but it's still the energy. And then Agata just being able to score like because um, JLA didn't play that well for Melbourne, but no. just Agata getting him out out of trouble with these like like really just rough jumpers where you're like like and they're tough to defend too because you're not expecting a guy to like you know dance into the lane and then hit a fade away from their elbow. You're kind of not, you're not looking for that. You're not looking to defend that. And they're the kind of cracks that this team, this Sydney team have where if a guy can just get in and score, we don't have the power to defend that. We're kind of a little bit ropey all around. Like we, yeah. we can defend you in a set, you know, half court situation. But when guys can score, they, they seem to score quite well against us. It was the same against the Hawks. And yeah, he had 24 points just, and then even Barlow hitting a three as well. Get out of here, Barlow. I think Melbourne's just kind of back and they have too many weapons. Once Goulding's back, you're yeah, kind yeah, of like, right, that yeah. just spaces the entire floor, lets Agata free, you know, and then you're like, oh, okay. Even like Brad Newley only had five minutes. He did barely even played. And it's like, damn it. And we're going to struggle to score 80 points because there's just yes. way too many guys. We're just like such an unreliable scorer and I don't even know how to get you a bucket. That is as well as that Melbourne are a very good defensive team. Delhi's good. They're good collapsing defense, and we, we don't have any effective mid-range. So really, you can just collapse the drive and defend the perimeter with this team, and, and they, there's, your, there's your Bob's your uncle. But when, you, when you've got to keep someone in the mid-range honest, like Agata, it's very hard. It opens up lanes, you know, mm-hmm. and it opens up space. And, you know, we're really missing Adams in that respect. That, that's, that's Jalen Adams, is that, that, that mid-range guy. So... Mm-hmm. I'd it's, like to see DJ do a little of that too because he was doing a little bit of that last year. Yeah, he will. Um, you know, he's going to be a minutes restrictions for a while, but, you know, we, we're going to be down to bare bones for the next four weeks really. 
but it, the season's from, long. From the start of the season to just be like, it was, it was last season deep. as well. It was just like, it was bare bones, no cooks last season. It was like, oh, wait for cooks, you know, and it seems like every season we start on uh, on a bad note. And, you know, if we can pull out a 50% win ratio and, and keep keep our distance to the top four, that's that's all that really matters, man. It's just getting getting into that postseason. So mm. early days, lots of rounds to go. Um, what are we on the table at the moment? Seventh? Yeah, I'll bring it up. My machine is struggling. Um, ladder. In uh, seventh, yeah, seventh. This Melbourne team, but three and three. Okay. Yeah, we played the most games, or like equal most games. The Jack Jumpers and the uh, Breakers, just poor breakers. old Breakers, man. Like they've been playing all right, but just can't get wins. And you're like, damn yeah. it. And you just know we're going to play the breakers and they're going to beat us. And it's like, oh, <laughs> can you believe it? Oh, it's just going to be like, ah, you got to be kidding me. Um, but, yeah, we're, we we don't even know what's going to be happening over the next couple of weeks. Games are just kind of going thick and fast. So we'll, um, we won't be able to do much of a, much of a preview. But, yeah, we're currently yeah, so sitting next, seventh. Yeah. So next round is two games, another two-game round. Yeah. And then we don't hit the court again until – Saturday, eighth uh, of Jan against the Jack Jumpers. I'm I'm okay with that. It's okay. I'd like to it's play it. the Jack Jumpers again, get a win. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's our, our next game is is the Jack Jumpers on January eighth, and then the Breakers at Kudos. Where yeah. the Breakers seem to have played quite well against us at Kudos for the last couple mm. of years. We've been to those games, and then duly leaving that game, just being like, why did we choose the Breakers game to go to watch? <laughs> like the worst game. Um, but yeah, no, nah, two and two, let's talk about that. Cause I think two and two is okay, but I would have liked to have snatched one of those wins against Melbourne. Like surely after that yeah. capitulation bouncing should've back. Won that. We should have won that Saturday night game. We should have mm. won the boxing day match. Um, it's, I think Buford's got a lot of, a lot of soul searching to do over the next week to, to get this team to a point where the guys that they have on the court can actually put together a performance. I still think the rotations are too too short. Um, Sean Bruce did way too much in that game. He, it, it's not time for ever Sean Bruce to take over a game. It's yeah. not ever. It's never Bruce time. It's yeah. never Bruce time. Sometimes so, it's like, Sean, like, what are you doing? There was he, one where uh, he just launched one where you're like, what are you doing? Well, there was a stretch there where he went one from five and it was on like eight, eight trips down the court. Bruce was one from five. And I thought, well, we've lost this game. That's why I sent you the text. It's like Bruce is single-handedly lost. It was one from five. It was just, it was horrible. And they were just, they weren't smart plays. Like, no, you can't pull up at the elbow beyond the arc. You know, you can't pull up here. Don't drive that. Don't do this. Get some guys involved. And it was just like, I, I never want to see Bruce time no. again. Please, you are a facilitator. Like, he'll drive the ball and then, you know, miss a layup and then, like, body a guy up and then laugh in his face. And you just be like, what is this? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. Hopefully he can bounce back for the rest of the season. Like, likeable dude. And I think when he when he's on, he's a likable character. Yeah. But and somebody that you want in this this team. Uh to go back to that Jack Jack Jumpers game, who did you have for three two one? Oh, uh Martin. Cooks. Martin Bales. Actually, sorry, Martin. No, no, Martin uh Cooks, yes, Wakala Bullock. Martin Cooks. So I had uh Martin Bales Cooks. And then for that United game, that loss. Martin. Martin. 
It's just back to being uh, Martin. Martin. One for Martin, two for Martin. <laughs> uh, Martin Cooks. I had Martin uh, Cooks. And then Wani. Yeah, Wani. Wani Swapala. Bruce, what was Bruce that night? Uh, Three what? of 13. Why is he taking 13 shots? <laughs> just, it's like too many shots. It's Rubio'd, man. He got Rubio'd. Yeah. <laughs> it's too many shots. Um, all right. Let's, let's talk tips. And let's end, let's get towards ending oh, this. Are we doing round five and six and five and six? Because we've only got two games in the next round. Let's just do the two. Are we coming back at some point? Nah, we'll come back after the jack jumpers, I think. Because that's the that's the following round. So let's oh, that's, do that's a lot of lot of games then. Is it is it is it for done? me, I'm used to like actually taking my time and looking at these. <laughs> I haven't looked at right, any of let's them. Let's do so. the last two and then yeah, let's, let's post, just do that we'll post our tips. Post yeah. this round of two games. How about that? Yeah, all right. Sounds good. That sounds good. All right. So, <laughs> Taipans against the Wildcats in Kansas. Where is... I'm going to go the types. Oh, no. I don't have this set up. I had it like... I had it set up for how it used to be, and they, these games are like different games. Damn it. Just going to have to click and move this. Hold on. Ugh. You're killing me, NBL. I've, I was fully like, yes, this is going to be the season where it's just like I don't have to take this, take organizing this too seriously. You just, you know, set it up. got a nice no, spreadsheet going. And it's like, nah. David has other plans. So they were playing the Breakers. Now they're playing Perth at Cairns. What do you got? Oh, I've got Cairns. Cairns against Perth? Oh, I've got Cairns. Ugh. That's a, that's a on, stones in that pick. I'm going Perth. And Toddy Blanchfield has 30 against Cairns. And they win by 20. Uh, and then Jack Jumper's at home to United. I go United. Yeah. United for me too. So that's tips. <laughs> R5 for that. <laughs> well done. R5, R5. I had to re have to rejig my sheet and send out the old uh send out the comms to everyone and be like, yeah, two two games this round, everyone. Um Alright, so yeah, I think uh that does it for another one. Four games. I think yeah, where we're at, ugh, it's rough, man. It's rough. Injuries really? now are gonna hit, they're gonna bite. This yeah. is a tough period over the next three or four weeks. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about it. So, uh, as always, yeah, like and subscribe. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. We are on the Anchor platform, which goes out to Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen to us live on Facebook or in replay on Facebook or YouTube. Give us a like, subscribe, rating, and review if you want to get us to more Kings fans out there. And as always, we will see you guys next time on the King's Dime.